Welcome to the Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the North Atlantic seashore. This is episode 33. I found a snail. It's a litterine. You're at the seashore and you've found a snail. For most places in the Gulf of Maine, chances are good it's a common periwinkle. Scientific name, Litterina litteria. This snail is in the Litterinidae family, along with about 200 other species of litterine snails found worldwide. As the species, genus, and family names all suggest, these snails inhabit the littoral zone, a poorly defined habitat that includes the intertidal zone, but extends subtitally to a depth that varies depending on which definition you ascribe to. Suffice to say, the Litterinidae snails live in the intertidal and in relatively shallow subtidal waters. As a family, they tend to be herbivorous, generalist grazers, feeding on the microalgae and cyanobacteria biofilms that grow on virtually all surfaces in the littoral zone. Some species are adapted to feed on macroalgae, aka seaweed, or scavenge omnivorously on dead animals as well. To feed, they use a specialized mouthpart called the radula, a sandpaperish conveyor belt-like tongue that allows them to rasp cells off of surfaces, like we would lick an ice cream cone. In the northern Gulf of Maine, we have three primary litterines to differentiate when at the seashore. The aforementioned Litterina litteria, the common periwinkle, Litterina obtusata, the smooth periwinkle, and Litterina saxatilis, the rough periwinkle. Rough periwinkles tend to be found highest in the intertidal zone, as they are the most tolerant of heat and water stress. They tend to be pretty small, less than one and a half centimeters in length, and the whorls of the spiral shell are pronounced, like a well-crafted soft-serve ice cream. I have found them in high-energy, rocky environments, but they're probably more likely to be seen in sheltered bays and salt marshes. Smooth periwinkles tend to be found much lower in the intertidal zone, especially in conjunction with Ascophyllum nodosum and Fucus, prolific brown seaweeds that dominate hard-bottom intertidal zones in the Gulf of Maine, and upon which smooth periwinkles feed. Smooth periwinkles are also sometimes called yellow periwinkles, but can vary in color. The shell apex of these animals tends to be quite flattened, giving them a round, smooth appearance. Like the rough periwinkle, they're small. Common periwinkles have the most broad distribution and are found throughout the intertidal zone. They dominate most habitats they're found in here in the Gulf of Maine, and their grazing plays a significant role in the structure of intertidal communities. This is important because common periwinkles were introduced to the Western Atlantic by European immigrants to Canada during the colonial period. Experiments have shown that when they are removed from a cobble beach ecosystem here in the Northwest Atlantic, algae rapidly colonize the area, changing wave energy and sedimentation rates, favoring algae and eventually beach grasses, dramatically changing the biological character of the beach to perhaps what it was like before common periwinkles arrived. Their dominance in rock and cobble habitats is evident from the dense aggregation of empty shells you find on the beaches. All three of these litterine snails have separate sexes and use internal fertilization to reproduce. The way they handle their fertilized eggs is largely reflective of their preferred habitat and way of life. Rough periwinkles brood their eggs internally, meaning the fertilized eggs are kept within the mantle cavity of the female snail, and when the eggs hatch, the young are released as tiny periwinkles. This is an adaptation to their position high in the intertidal zone. Decoupling reproductive actions from submersion means you're less limited in when and where you can reproduce. The flip side is that because your young are released as tiny periwinkles with no planktonic stage, they can't disperse as far and may end up competing with you. 
Smooth periwinkles are found in the lower intertidal and are thus in a damper, cooler environment, less prone to drying out. They're able to hide under heavy algae cover during the relatively short periods of time when the tide is out, and their reproductive strategy reflects this. They lay gelatinous masses of fertilized eggs, from which hatch tiny periwinkles. Again, no planktonic stage is present. Common periwinkles shed fertilized eggs in packets into the water column at high tide. The eggs hatch and release planktonic larvae, which develop in the water column, settling out on the bottom after several weeks. Because they send their offspring out into the water and currents, they can disperse much further and much faster than rough or smooth periwinkles. You won't have to look hard at all to find common periwinkles at the hard scrabble beaches common in parts of Maine this summer. Look a little closer in the seaweed and you should be able to find a smooth periwinkle or two without too much trouble. And if there's a salt marsh or a well-developed rocky intertidal barnacle zone, you might even find a rough periwinkle. For each of these animals, remember, you are visiting their home. So please, behave accordingly. This has been episode 33 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Sid Hartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening and join us next week. 